Discover connection. Awaken sacredness. Become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live. This is Jason, and we have... Violet. And Dave today is working and not available. He is with us in spirit, as always. Today we have the amazing and talented Bernadette King joining us. We're going to be talking all about her journey and her amazing new card deck, The Ark, that just came out, uh, spiritually based in animals and animal totems Uh, also it's an oracle and tarot deck and there's already one expansion and many coming so Bernadette's going to share with us what that is all about Uh, we appreciate everybody listening here at DYSG live Uh, we would encourage you to visit us on our website as well at discoveryourspiritualgift.com so Bernadette welcome to the show we are so excited to have you with us Thank you. I, um, Jason and Violet, I'm really thrilled to be here. You guys have been so very gracious and supportive of the ARC and um, and me, and I just I, I appreciate the opportunity and the chance to hang with you guys. Awesome. Well, we, we love having you. You know, I found you on Kickstarter when you were trying to gain support for your deck, and I kept watching your progress, and then I saw an interview that you did in Florida, and I was like, oh, we got to we gotta reach out to her. I got to see if we can get her to Colorado because I love this deck and I haven't even touched it yet. So uh, I think I'm one of your biggest fans and I'm so excited that we get to talk to you today. So tell us, Bernadette, tell us a little bit about you and your journey and your passions because I know you didn't start out. You had some other business. Um, passions and skill sets, and now you kind of do this. So, talk to us a little bit about who you are and your journey, and what brought you along this path. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I I didn't grow up in a in a spiritual uh, family, and certainly not a metaphysical family. And uh, then in '97, my mom was killed, and it just sent me into a tailspin. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how to handle it or cope with it. My Nobody in my family had ever passed away before. And um, so one day a good friend said, well, why don't you go to a psychic or a medium? And I didn't really believe too much in them, but one of the first few people that I went to told me things about my mom that she couldn't possibly have known. And that was it. The rest was kind of history. I spent... Um, I spent about a year going to every psychic medium, tarot flipper, rune reader, gypsy, anybody that I could find, trying to, you know, find her again. And I went to every church that I could possibly think of to go to just to try to get a perspective on the spiritual part of life. And one day, um, you know, because as you well know, there are really amazing readers out there that are truly tapped in and are truly committed to the work. And then there are a lot of charlatans. And one day I just was feeling kind of down and um, not not really getting anywhere. And I remembered my mom always used to say, you know, 
if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. So I thought, huh, well, I'll take a psychic and mediumship development course because the strange thing is almost every single person I went to in that year looked at me and said, well, you're, you're a professional psychic, right? To which I responded, <laughs> no. And uh, that was it after that. <laughs> Did you really cackle? Was that, was that the initial reaction, the cackle? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a total cackle. I was just like, wow, what a come on. You already have my money. What, you know, really? But, um, you know, I'd never meditated before. I didn't know what an altered state of consciousness was. I didn't, you know, I watched John Edward on TV and and then the people that I went to, and that's all I really knew about the process. And then so I went to this class in California, as a matter of fact, with a gal who had studied for years with the spiritualist church, um, you know, which has its roots in spiritualism and they practice evidential mediumship and platform mediumship. And it was a really small class and she handed us each a, a, a something and said, well, I just want you to hold on to this through the meditation and see what impressions you get. And I was like, I, I don't even know what that means, but she walked us into the meditation and you know, I'm a Girl Scout. I'm, if I commit to something, I commit to it. So if I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. And so I did everything she said, and I experienced my first altered state of consciousness. And I just started blubbering and, you know, say random things just kept falling out of my mouth like, she just wants you to know she loves you so much, and she's going to be here for the party this weekend. And she's so grateful to be celebrated with her son and um, she appreciates that you'll have her favorite, I don't know, I think it was like jello dish or some kind of stuff. Anyway, so when I stopped blubbering, I opened my eyes and everybody in the room was staring at me like I had five heads. And the teacher was like, could I get you to stay after class? And she was like, you were channeling and here's the story where my husband's mom died last year and their birthday they had the same birthday we're having a birthday celebration this weekend and we are going to have her favorite jello and blah 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 and so all in one fell swoop i practiced psychometry and mediumship and channeling and um and i just it to say that it shocked me really just that's just the understatement but i it shocked me so much that workaholic me canceled all of my appointments for a week and I just went into a hidey hole and I just really wanted to consider what this was all about, what this might mean for my future. And when I came out a week later, I called the gal back and I said, Hey, listen, I've decided I want to make this my life's work because I, I just never want anybody to go through or if they do go through and I can, help them at some point to go through the pain and the confusion and the just the everything that I've been through in the last year after losing my mom. And I said, so that's what I'm going to do. And about a year after that, I'd sold my business because I lived in California and I moved back to Florida and bought into a metaphysical store down here and read 400 people for free in a year just to get my chops up under me. And that's it. The rest is history, and now here we are with the Arc Tarot. So, ta-da, that's me. Now you know everything about me. 
I love I love that journey, and I love it so much because for some of us, like you, I lost my family, but I lost oh. all of my family by the time I was 24, and that feeling of Oof. being lost, I can't call my mother, I can't call my dad, I can't call my grandparents, they're yep. not there. And you you hunger to hear from them, to know mm-hmm. that I can connect. And then when you finally realize that someone can connect you, you get addicted and you go and you spend lots of money just trying to talk and they tell you right. you can do this. Why are you do why are you coming to me? You can do this. No, I can't. Because I have the <laughs> same reaction. You guys are crazy. Yep. I can't do this. And then to step in and be able to do that and be able to help people and um, help them get the questions they seek is, is so powerful. So a journey that many of us went on that put us on this path to do this work or we face a tragedy that shifts our lives and changes our direction are the two most common ways that people kind of step into this. Mm hmm. I so I would you, agree, and I go ahead. Do you still have a store in Florida? No, no, we no. I we saw the the big crash coming when the housing boom was, or the housing crash was coming, and we've seen such a decline and say, and it's it's Gainesville, Florida. I mean, if it weren't for the university, everybody would still be living in trailers, you know, with cows in their yard. So it, we just knew that it wasn't going to sustain. So we um, we scaled it down and scaled it down and then finally shut it down. And I've often said that in my uh, once I retire, haha, I'm gonna open a store. I just I I love the fact that you have a store. I just I miss my store every single day of my life, every day. So I I the service that you offer the community and I know you guys do it very very well there and truly have the everybody's soul growth in mind it's just it it it's so apparent in everything that you put out in social media and your website and your radio shows and your videos and that kind of thing so you know i i just honor that and i I miss being part of that i i can understand this i mean this is truly a dream of mine and i've been building the business model probably over 15 years in my mind on what it would look like and how it would be set up and what we would do and how we would reach and what our commitments would be. So it's been really great. But I also experienced, because I lived in Florida in 2009 when the economy got really hit bad and yep. people were moving out of Florida because there was no jobs, there was nothing um, to hold it in the housing market because it's very, most of Florida is about tourism. And when the economy sure. is down, people aren't vacationing. So I, I get all of that. And like you, I love Florida. And someday I'd like to retire and be there um, again, at least partial through the year. Cause I love the season and the beach and love to be on the sand. So I think it's awesome and have been to Gainesville, so understand that totally as well with the schools there. So awesome journey, so much there um, on your journey. You also have some amazing websites out there with lots of information. You've built a really powerful resource yourself. 
Well, I appreciate that. I um, When I sold my business in California, um, you know, I came and I had the opportunity to be part of a, a small metaphysical bookstore here in Gainesville. And um, that was great, but, you know, girls got to feed her cats. So I reinvented myself and found that I just had a love for building websites. And then I learned about search engine optimization and found out I was pretty good with that. And so I, to date, I get a little over a million visitors a month um, combined with all of my websites. And I'm, I kind of hesitate to say that I'm proud of that, but I also really am proud of that because I built it with lots of help from the spirit world and my own two little fingers. And I love the service that it offers folks. Not that I'm taking anything away from the book industry. I mean, if you could see my house, it's nothing but books and, you know, chai, chai tea, but it's um, not everybody can get to that information or they might need it immediately because they've had a major experience in their life and they need that, you know, that symbolism or the meanings right there at the ready or, you know, just whatever. And so, um, yeah, so I would have to say that's my other passion other than my, other than my spirit animals. Well, now, now we're getting to the goodies there because <laughs> spirit animals is, uh, it's such an interest to so many people in understanding what they represent or what they mean in the moment and why they're there. And uh, You provide, like Violet said, such an amazing resource for people to tap into and, and to learn about that for themselves. Uh, I can see why, you know, cruising your website, why you get a million people a month. It's, um, uh, and you're always adding to it. You kind of never stop. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, it, even with your project, right. you're constantly bringing new things in and adding to it all the time. And uh, the, the only way to do that is with passion, right, and fire within because it's, mm-hmm. not every day is an easy day. So I commend you on your ability to do that. And uh, help us understand a little bit about why you uh, you, you obviously saw the need and, and started providing information and how has that kind of grown, you know, is, is, some of it's obviously technical, but there's a lot of organic growth there as well. What what was what was the journey for the website and the spirit animal information? Well, originally when I when I had my store, um, I was sitting in the store one day, really early in the morning, and just kind of trying to wake up. And you know, you get in that zone where you're like half in a half in an altered state of consciousness, kind of half in theta state, you're half aware and um, I literally was told, hey, listen, you need to have like an online university where people can learn metaphysics online because that's the wave of the future. It'll be very valuable to, you know, to, to the world. And I didn't have any technical skills at all. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that. And I, I didn't have the confidence that I would be able to learn that because I've always had a an art brain rather than like a tech brain. So, you know, just like with you, Violet, you, you had this vision unfold, this blueprint unfold over years. And over the next five years, I just, I saw what was built, what is now building beautiful souls and wanted it to have, you know, tarot meanings and how to read tarot cards and about auras and chakras and numerology and, 
the zodiac signs and astrology, and that's all, you know, along with spiritual lessons, and that's all dumped in there, and that's what I started out with. And then, um, oh, I don't know, maybe eight years ago or so, I I was doing a reading, and the only thing that was coming through for this gal was everything animal. And I thought, well, you know, I'm a really big fan of, big fan of Ted Andrews um, and his animal speak, and I, I just I, I didn't understand why, you know, this reading, because people's pets that had crossed over or, you know, I'm in a big I'm in a big agriculture area. So sometimes, you know, livestock that was particularly special to somebody would come through um, or I might get a glimpse of an animal that was particularly important to that person. But this gal, every single message had an animal attached to it. So I started looking into it and I just you know, I turned to spirit and I said, all right, critters, what's, what's going on? Why is this so important? And they showed me this vision of a website that was completely dedicated to animals and things and, you know, things that would come, tools that would come in the future um, as yet at that moment undefined that I would eventually develop. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. What it took me to learn to build and drive traffic to building beautiful souls, I don't have the time or the energy to dedicate to a completely separate resource for animals. And the more resistant I was, I mean, the more animals were everywhere. It was kind of like Evan Almighty, where the more resistant he is, the more animals show up outside his house in suburbia. And they're like, <laughs> you, will build the, you will build that ark, you know. And uh, I really kind of felt by the end of it, I was like wearing the whole Moses wig and the, you know, the robe and the everything. But um, it it took off overnight. I mean, that website grew literally overnight. And I thought, okay, well, this is an obvious sign that people are hungry for this. And, you know, listen, let's not make any mistake. I'm a business person. And so when the vision was sent to me, I started scouting out the quote-unquote other players in the game and when I saw how underserved the market was I was like well that's not cool and then when I looked around even in the book and the card you know the card portion of the metaphysical industry and saw how underserved that sector was I was like well that's really not cool because the oh my gosh just I mean well you guys know you're both you know amazing readers and you know what Having, you know, you can talk to Grandma Ethel for somebody all day long, but you bring in their French poodle Pepe and they're sobbing in front of you. You know, they're like a sweet smile on their face for Grandma Ethel, but their dog shows up from the other side and they're just a big puddle in front of you. And, you know, just what animal medicine and energy, gosh, just what it can bring to people for healing purposes, for divination purposes. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm on it. I got it. We're good. And that's really kind of how the whole journey started in the ARC deck. You know, once we had, um, and I say we in this instance, I, I really do mean the animal allies and I, once there was a, you know, a pretty solid following for what is my com, they took me to the next place. They showed me a vision. I walked out in my bedroom one day and then I I had to stop short I almost tripped because my hallway and my living room you know people think you're psychotic when you tell them things like this but it was just full of animals 
and it was full, it, it did air animals, earth animals, water animals, and everything in between. And they were like, okay, it's time to go to you know DefCon two. We're 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 going to go to the next phase. And I was like, I, what does that even mean? And they said, well, we want you to develop a deck. And I was like, I'm you as you well know, I'm not that kind of artist. And they said, well, find one. And it took me about a year to find somebody who could get what they showed me because, you know, I'm very grateful that the deck turned out like it did. But when it reads that I channeled it, I'm not kidding. I mean, they had a very specific vision of what they wanted. And that's what, there was no choice but for me to give that to them. And then it started out where it was only going to be 50 cards or 55 cards with an Oracle deck. And then one day they said, no, that's not enough. And I said, okay, well, what if I expand it to 78 cards and do a tarot deck, which is like way, way, way more work because now you've got to find the animals that match the card and you've got to write the card descriptions, not just the spirit animal descriptions. And they were like, well, all right, we'll just see where you get with that. And then I was almost there with that. And they went, yeah, that's not enough either. There are too many animals that people can have in their life to go with just 100, you know, just 70. And I'm like, okay, how about we'll do 78 tarot cards and 22 bonus cards and that's it. Okay, we'll take that for now. And then they showed me the expansion pack. So what started out as 50 or 55 cards is now (laughs) it's 140. Well, it's actually a 149 card deck because the expansion pack, three of them have 12 cards and one of them has 13 cards. So, and then they said, well, because of the, the, just the really expansive way that our teachings can be used each year, we want you to put out, a, you know, another Oracle deck and it'll have some kind of theme to it. So I, I'm working on this year's theme. I'm not ready to announce it yet, but the expansion packs were so, the add-on packs were so popular I only ordered like 500 of them thinking, oh, you know, not a lot of people will get them. Well, they did. I've only got a few of those decks left. So I'm going to get them printed into one pack and then do another um, another pack that's a different theme this coming year. So it's never ending with them. And they're they're pretty insistent, even down to the the – you know, really obscure animals or obscure insects. And I think that's because so many animals that people never, ever heard of or cared about, they get videos of them and memes of them and just regular pictures of them get shared on social media so much that the world is discovering a whole universe of animals that it didn't know about. And they're feeling, you know, I saw one today that's, um, it's a little sea urchin and it looks like a cartoon sheet. It's the cutest thing you ever saw. And people have just gone nuts about this. I think it's got like 5 million views or something. And, you know, people are writing, Oh, it's my new spirit animal. It's my new spirit animal. Well, okay. I'm looking for, (laughs) I'm looking for a picture of that as we speak. So there's just never any end to what animal can speak to somebody's spirit or how it can help them, and who knows, that sea urchin may become endangered, and because it's got so much notoriety on social media, or maybe people have seen it in the deck, they'll do more for that animal or other animals. So it's like this whole cyclical thing. So 
sorry, I could go on about this like till tomorrow. So. <laughs> well, that's that's why we that's why we wanted to get with you so much, Bernadette, because you you have a, an immense amount of knowledge to share and so many amazing ideas and and like you said, the cyclical nature of everything. The animals give it to you, you put it out, and then it comes back, and then there's more and more. It's just beautiful the way it unfolds. So we are going to take a quick break right about here, and please stay tuned and get some information about Discover Your Spiritual Gift Center. And uh, we'll be right back with you. Hi, I'm Violet Rain, Master and Teacher of Angelic Reiki at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you love angels, if you resonate with angels, or you're just interested in learning more about angels, most people really want to consider Angelic Reiki. But you know, Angelic Reiki is more than just working with the angels and learning a new healing modality. It's about ascension. And when you step into Angelic Reiki, you're not only working with angels, but you're working with ascended masters and galactic healers, the angelic kingdom of light, which includes all of those, steps in and helps you be able to hold more light. And what I have found along this journey is it expands your ability to be able to hold light, which raises your frequency, which accelerates your ascension process. So the individuals that step onto angelic Reiki are really ready to step onto their spiritual path learn more about angels, ascended masters, galactic healers, learn possibly a new healing modality that they'll use in their life, but also they're ready for those major shifts in their lives to really be on their spiritual path and take their journey to the next level. If you've been thinking about Angelic Reiki or you'd like to find out more about this beautiful modality, please don't hesitate to contact me, Violet, at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com or check out our website under classes. You will find Angelic Reiki there with lots of information about this program and the benefits of taking this course. We hope to see you in class really soon, and I hope to see you at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Welcome back, everybody, to DYSG Live. Violet and Jason, and we are here with Bernadette King talking about her Tarot Oracle, The Ark, and... Uh, we we just got a great understanding of where it came from and, and what to expect in the future. Now, there's a lot happening on the cards there, Bernadette, that you've, you've incorporated so many different things with the the tarot, the, the, the words that go with the pictures. Uh, there's special things about the pictures and the symbolism. Uh, share with us a little deeper information about those pieces. Sure. Well, having been a reader for, oh my gosh, 20, a little over 25 years now, um, and I love tarot. I love tarot cards. I love oracle cards. I'm just such a junkie. Um, but I've never been one to, uh, you know, if I do a reading and I'm using a deck that's either the Rider Waite deck itself or based on the Rider Waite deck, I've never been a reader that only shares with a client you know, the traditional meaning of that card. I'm I'm an intuitive tarot reader. So you I could pull a card from any deck. Um and I teach this in my classes and people go, huh it always makes me laugh because people either have this unbelievable look of, of disbelief on their face when I explain, you know, what that particular class is about, or they get horrified because they get really intimidated. But as an intuitive tarot reader, you really could pull a card from any deck and tip off a reading with it because 
the idea would be that spirit's going to send you the right card for the right person and your intuition is going to lead you to something on that card that will give you entree into a really solid evidential reading um, for that person. And by evidential, I mean, you know, you're not just telling them your angels are with you at this time. Uh, You would tell them something more specific like, you know, I keep seeing Archangel Michael or you might say, gosh, I keep seeing all these little figurines that look like angels. Yes, I have an angel collection, you know, something like that. Um, or they just got a new puppy and named it Angel. That was a reading two weeks ago that was the most hilarious thing ever. So um, being that I'm like that and I've taught so many people through the years, just I, I was told to create something that was for everybody, meaning if you're a really experienced person and you're also very learned in symbolism, give you enough symbolism on that card that you can do a really deep dive into someone's reading. So on the bottom of the card, you'll notice that we've got keys that let you know, okay, well, is this animal prominent in Celtic lore, Native American lore, Asian lore, um, you know, Australia, India, different parts of the world? Um, Is it... you know, they're all shamanic markers, all of them. Um, but there are some people that really ascribe to only a Peruvian way of shamanism, not this way of shamanism. Um, so we expanded the shamanistic part more maybe than some people would like, but it, it makes it more accessible to the everyday man, so to speak. And then at the top, we've got assigned um, as, as much as we could if that animal is earth, air, fire, water, or spirit. And, you know, on some animals, you know, like the pangolin, it's just impossible to say whether it's really an air animal because it is a bird, but it spends 75% of its life, or excuse me, the puffin, um, it's not the pangolin, it spends 75% of its life in the water and is tremendously awkward on land. Um, So we've got those kind of keys in there. And then the idea of that is for the colors, the subtle symbol to spark your intuition, to give you, you know, a launching off point so that, you know, you may have a client come in and you may pull a bear and you just may be looking at that bear and not seeing so much, but your eyes, maybe, maybe they just keep being drawn to the Celtic symbol, the Celtic symbol, the Celtic symbol, and you may feel whatever in your psychic language is a shift to move or travel and you might say to that client uh, are you are you traveling to the UK or to Europe sometime soon and they might say to you well I really want to but I've been really on the fence about it because of this and this and this and then as a reader you can say well spirit is telling me you know go wait go here don't go there that kind of thing or you might you know see one of the birds and you might be drawn to the feathers may have nothing to do with that actual bird, but you might say, uh, have you been seeing a lot of feathers in unusual places lately? Yes, and I was going to ask you what that meant. So the idea is for these cards to give, not to overwhelm, but to give so much 
opportunity to, you know, even for the very beginner, to have their third eye, their sacral chakra, really, you know, uh, their crown, whatever, all of their chakras stimulated that it just opens, wide opens them and allows them to receive receive and give healing for themselves or others um, or divination for themselves or others. So that's where all the symbolism came from. Plus, I'm a, I, in all fairness and selfishly, I'm a symbolism junkie, so... Well, I love the symbolism. I love the cards. I love the deck. I have really, in, I have really enjoyed the deck and watching people open it and play with it. We recently, we always have a community holiday party here at the center, and it's Aww. really big for our center. And so people get a wrapped tarot or a wrapped oracle deck at those parties. And if they haven't given me, so the idea is you schedule to come to the party, you give me three decks that you're interested in, I pick one, I wrap it, so you're surprised at what gift you get. And this year, we always pick a deck that if people sign up late or that the majority of the people get, they automatically get that deck. And Mm -hmm. uh, the majority, half the people wanted the ARC at that party, and so Aww. we had lots of art decks given away um, the first Friday in December at our party. Like probably 12 decks went out um, the door. And so people were looking at the decks and going through it. We had one woman that doesn't understand tarot but was going through the arc and looking at the cards and the meanings and really getting into the deck and putting them in order um, and uh, really curious. So um, it was really a fun party. So your deck was a big part Aww. of that. And everybody, everybody loves the decks and the animals. And I know Jason's talked about, because he has that, he, he likes going with his classes from a very shamanic perspective. And he loved the idea of now, now my students can connect to all these spirit animals. Because some people are really new to that. They don't understand what a spirit animal is. And I love your explanations of what's a totem, what's a spirit animal, you know, because people get confused with what's the difference in all these things. Um, And I love how you explain the differences for people that have never worked with spirit animals, how powerful these are and how we can use them. Well, I, wow, <laughs> that's just so cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for, um, you know, letting us be part of your holiday party. That's super cool. And <laughs> I got to tell you, it, I, you know, I, I repeat often that the Arc Animal Tarot and Oracle, it never has to be used as a tarot deck ever. And it never has to be used as an oracle deck. It can just be used as a straight-up shamanic animal energy deck. And it can be used straight-up for healing. You can completely ignore the words and the symbols that are on there. That's why we made them so subtle at the bottom and made the card about the animal. And when it comes to the difference between spirit, totem, and power animals, that's it's a new system It's a system that the animal kingdom downloaded into me because they were like, okay, look, 
if more people can compartmentalize and you can give them, you know, boxes to work with, it'll be easier for them to take the energies, learn with them, grow with them, and do with them what they want, which will ultimately, you know, the consciousness will ultimately come back to help us. So if anybody out there that's listening is like, that's not the way it is. Spirit, totem, and power animals are the same thing. And they start quoting indigenous cultures. I, I know. I have all the books. I've read all of the, believe me, I know all the history. And it's not the right way or the wrong way. It's just a way to work with those energies. And some people will get to the place where they won't even pay attention to those differences at all. They'll simply go off of their connection, their their energetic connection or their channeling of that particular animal and its energy and its medicine and what it's there to say. So, well, I, Personally, any deck <clears throat> that can include the blue-footed booby, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm sorry. I just... Who, who else would have to be able to do that, Bernadette? <laughs> <laughs> There's such a cool story behind that card, but, you know, who can't... Who, when you look at that card, you got to smile. If you don't smile when you see that card, you have no spirit. You have no soul. You're, you're soulless. <laughs> you're, you're a dementor from Harry Potter. That's all you are. So, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite cards, but you can't know. When we got locked onto, we wanted a blue-footed booby. I, I probably looked at a thousand pictures. I probably looked at a thousand before I found one that we could use. It was unbelievable. But, oh, no, we were going to have a blue-footed booby. Yes. So, sorry. <laughs> what were you saying? I love it. I think it's fabulous. One of, one of the greatest uh, aspects of the deck that, uh, especially in my classes and when I'm working with journeying and working with people one-on-one, is that this deck allows you to pick out an animal, where a lot of decks that are shamanic-based uh, also have, rightfully so, additional cards for, you know, thunder or lightning or Mother Earth mm-hmm. or, or, you know, what other, whatever aspect. And we, we still can reach for those pieces here, but having the very direct animal and having such a diversity and, and, and so many available, uh, my, honestly, my only, and, and I wouldn't even call it a complaint, I think it's more of a, uh, of a compliment, but I, there's so many cards, I can't even shuffle the whole deck at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have, you have to that. shuffle it in sections. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's my deck, and even I can. And I, um, you know, I've heard that from a lot of people. And uh, I've all, it is kind of a compliment, but it it is I I can't you know I cannot tell a lie. It's a little difficult to shuffle if you have all 149 cards in there. That said, it's also kind of cool because if you decide that you, like in your classes, right, sometimes in my classes I'll go, okay, well, for the next four weeks, we're going to spend maybe like 15 to 20 minutes just working with the earth element. Or that week will be about the earth element, so you can pull just the earth element cards. Or this week we're going to work with the wind element and you can pull just the wind element cards and it gives you enough cards to be able to do something kind of richer 
rather than just the one card for whatever. But yeah, I yeah, I know. We we there's a lot of cards in there. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's amazing, honestly, and the fact that you're willing to expand on that and add to it, uh I, I think that continues to bring additional value and understanding to the deck because there like like you said, there's so many animals that wouldn't necessarily be accessible to some people and they might not even think about something they aren't aware of that could really be helping them and and it just it opens up doors and windows and caves and you know waterfalls it opens up so many different things to to be connected to it's it's truly a, a, a powerful opportunity to get outside of your normal box right most decks give you the, the the basics, and you've gone far beyond that. And I think that is good for the animals and good for the people that use them. Well, I appreciate that. I the idea really is, you know, it's a over the years it'll be a mix and match kind of thing. So, you know, there are some people that just they just don't resonate with Scorpios or Scorpions. They don't like the sight of them. They don't care, and they don't. You know, they're not going to get messages from that animal or rhinos or giraffes or whatever. And they may want to take those out of the deck and they may want to add in, you know, a red panda. I'm, I'm currently looking for a really great picture of a red panda. Much harder much harder to find than you might imagine. But, um, you know, and, and then the other ideas, that's what the add-on packs were for because there's the friends and lovers, there's the moms and babies, there's the mystery pack. And then there's the prehistoric and mythological. Well, those are kind of the, hey, that's the lightning card, or this is the rain card, or this is the this card. Because when you draw one of those cards, not only do you have the animal, but you've got the added element of that animal's quote-unquote category. So if you pull the llama card, one of my personal favorites, and you see the kissing llamas, Well, if you take a look at those llamas' faces, it's very, very reminiscent of a lot of pictures that you see of little kids where the little girl kisses the little boy or vice versa. And the one that's doing the kissing is just so excited and so sweet. And the one that is getting kissed is like, oh, my gosh, is this really happening? So that could bring a whole new element in of, um, you know, getting into the child inside are you in a new budding romance that you know is this is it you know or do you really just want to go to Machu Picchu and see the llamas I mean it could be you know all kinds of different things and if you pull you know obviously if you pull something from the prehistoric deck um, one of my favorites is the T-Rex card with the (laughs) with the T-Rex mom and baby and I pulled that for a lady the other day and I was like okay Ma'am, I know you've I know you're a new client, so stay with me on this and please don't be offended, but I, I because of the card I pulled, I've got to ask you, are you having a really tough time with one of your kids right now? And she was like, Oh my God, that's exactly why I wanted a reading And I said, Well, at the risk of, you know, it's no one's fault, every you know, everything's a process. But maybe there's a little overparenting there, and you 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 might be burying your teeth and growling, you know, a little too much. Because when I looked at that card at that moment for her reading, 
to me, just as Bernadette, they look like happy-go-lucky, smiling T-Rexes, happy baby, happy mom. But when I looked at that card at that moment, man, that T-Rex's eyes, they just narrowed. And, you know, when um, in Jurassic Park, when the T-Rexes get ready to, you know, they kind of look like they're smiling and then they really start to open their jaws and bare those teeth and open their mouth and you're like, okay, it's my time. I'm, I'm going to go to the great spirit in the sky. That's what it looked like to me. And lo and behold, this gal's been in therapy for, you know, about a year because she's realized that she parents like her mom did and she's got anger problems. And lo and behold, of 149 cards, there came that T-Rex card for that gal. And I don't know that I would have ever received that message for her if it hadn't been part of them. You know, now it was a prehistoric card, let's be sure, right? But the prehistoric part is she's parenting based on the way one of her ancestors parented, right? And then there was the mom and baby element to it. So that whole thing painted the picture of exactly why that gal wanted a reading. So see, that's what I'm talking about is these cards can just, if you'll just sit with the story and let the animals come to you and tell you, wow, the work you can do for people can be super groovy. I love that. I love that. And I love the fact that you're coming to Denver and you're going to teach a class at our center on these cards and how to work with spirit animals. And I'm really looking forward to that, Bernadette. Can you talk a little bit about what the class is going to be about and uh, what you'll be offering when you're here? Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm so honored to be invited. I, I love, 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 love teaching. And um, I just, you know, metaphysical stores, they're my, they're my happy place, and I, I just can't wait to see yours. And so in the class, um, I've got it divided up, if I remember correctly, for this particular class. We're spending um, a couple hours on divination of different kinds, you know, mediumship for those who want to try it or who have experience with it mediumship with the animals, psychic work with the animals. Um, We're going to spend a little bit of time for personal introspection where people can tap into their particular animal, get to know how to invoke their own power animals. And then we're going to talk about healing work with the animals because that's something that, um, to the best of my knowledge, no one else is doing. And I, I wish that more people would start you know, teachers would start to experiment with it and see how very powerful it can be, which is, you know, for me, because uh, I'm, I'm very like, hey, I'm not a medical professional of any kind. Anything I'm going to tell you is going to be spiritual or metaphysical in nature. But I keep seeing like, you know, for this uh, one gal, I just kept seeing in her tummy area and her uh, sacral chakra area, I just kept seeing, you know, I grew up on a, on a farm type, you know, place. And I just kept seeing all these little, little, tiny baby, baby mice, like just born mice. But I didn't see those mice grow to fruition. And I asked her, I said, have you had some, uh, maybe not conception issues, but uh, is there a fear that you won't be able to carry a baby to term? Or have you been unsuccessful carrying a baby to term? whether elective or organic. 
and she has had like six miscarriages, this poor gal. And so we talked about the, um, we talked about mice and we talked about how they are like rabbits. They supply 80% of the food for the animal kingdom, which is terribly sad. But instead of letting their species die out, you know, mice, rats, and rabbits, well, evolution can make, you know, can make animals really smart. And so when people say multiply like a rabbit, it's because they had to have so many in their litters, just like mice and rats, for propagation of the species. And we talked about how smart these animals are, how they utilize everything that comes in their path, and how they're not afraid to you know, do lots of things, even though they're these tiny, fragile, you know, little critters, they, they can do all these miraculous things. And so I saw her, I saw that gal, I don't know, um, maybe a year and a half later, and she was in, um, she was in her seventh month and healthy as she could be. Now, I am not crediting that reading toward her being able to, to carry to term. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is she did tell me in her session that she had always had a fear of being able to carry to term because her mother had so many problems, as did her grandmother. And, you know, if there was something in mouse energy that unlocked that for her, awesome. So that's one of the ways that you can use animals um, in your healing practice as a reader, but the other way that I've been experimenting with and just the more cards that come, the better is uh, having somebody, you know, lay on a massage table or a Reiki table and simply flip a card on each of their chakras, starting with the root chakra and going up. And then we sit and we talk together about that card. So as to determine, is it their spirit animal or their power animal and what should they take away from that reading as best to utilize that animal's energy? Mostly I stay away from um, the totem, using the totem animals in those kind of healings because that's who you are inside. That's like who you really were born to be. And sometimes it comes out. Um, I notice when I get to the heart chakra, you know, I might have a really uh, overbearing, loud, you know, kind of the person that takes up all the air in the room, person sitting in front of me, and I might get some really delicate little, you know, cutie pie animal, and I'm like, hmm, that's really interesting. And we explored that a bit and, you know, come to find out, you know, maybe they have always wanted to be more of a diaphanous, you know, water sprite rather than this big commanding presence, but maybe you know, their parents split up and they had to assume the role of mom or dad or whatever in the family. So they had to become that larger than life kind of person to keep the household going and the family from failing. That's, that's happened in a, in a, um, in a session before. So uh, those are some of the things that we're going through in class and everybody, I'm super interactive. I hate to talk meaning like blah, 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 class, because I don't really like classes like that. I like to get in there and experiment and try and, you know, do. So it's really super hands-on. So folks out there, if you're coming to the class, be prepared. You know, it's uh, it's for everybody. It's 
I think that's right, Violet, isn't it for beginners as well as advanced? I mean, yep. really just anybody that wants to take the class. Yeah. So yep. if you've and, never uh, – go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and we're offering it on February 1st, which is a Saturday, and then another class on February the 2nd, which is Sunday. They're the same classes, so you can choose, depending on your schedule, what works best for you because Bernadette wanted to be able to – uh, reach as many people as she possibly could. So, you know, uh, I know Super Bowl Sunday is February the 2nd. So if you don't want to miss the game, come on Saturday. If you're not a game person, then come on Sunday. Uh, we'll be here for that class, and we've got it out there posted and so people can sign up. Um, and so we've been really promoting it and talking about it and sharing that. I actually made – uh, postcards on the class here, Bernadette, and we've been handing Aww. them out to everybody. And so I'll save you one so that you get to see what Yay. it looks like. But we've printed uh, postcards and we've been giving them out like crazy because we're so excited that you're coming and we'll be here. And hopefully this won't be your only trip that will get you back to Colorado again um, in the future and be able to have you out. Um, whenever you're out here, so we're really excited. I'll I'll move there and work at your store. I love it. Come on, <laughs> you can come. You can come and spend the hot summer months here with us, Ooh. and then when it gets cold and snowy, Bernadette, you can go back home to Florida and hang out at the beach. <gasps> Don't tempt me. That sounds like the perfect <laughs> life to me. Well, I've got guest rooms. We we can set you up. You just come and hang out a month or two in the hot, hot summers and hang with us and have a little fun in the store and uh, connect and spend a couple months with us because I know July and August is uh, crazy in Florida with the heat, and you can just come and hang out with us for a couple months, um, and then we'll come and hang out with you in Florida in the wintertime. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm so excited that you're coming. Talk to us a little bit. If people wanted to get a reading or wanted to find out more about you or what you offer, how can they connect with you? Um, they could go to whatismyspiritanimal.com. They could go to buildingbeautifulsouls.com. Um, my, my personal reading site is ProPsychicReadings.com. It's just the one that I built here for, um, you know, that's that doesn't have any real information on it. It's just about me and my readings and that kind of thing. Um, I'm really easily found on Facebook. There's an Arc Tarot Facebook page. There's a What Is My Spirit Animal Facebook page. There's um, a Building Beautiful Souls page. And my email uh, is Bernadette at WhatIsMySpiritAnimal.com. So... I'm I'm pretty trackable online. Doesn't take much. I love that. Fantastic. I love that. Thank and you I... for. Go ahead, Go ahead Jason. Lila. Okay. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're we're at the top of the hour, so we're going to be wrapping things up. But I just wanted to say thank you, Bernadette, for providing the information for people to reach out to you. And uh, I would encourage everybody that has any interest to check out what is your spirit animal.com. There's so much information and uh, really looking forward to meeting you in person and, and getting some time 
to learn from all of the things you've experienced. You're so open and sharing with your knowledge. It really is great for everybody. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be excellent to have you here in Colorado. Well, I can't wait. And uh, it's just so beautiful there. And you guys have you've created a magical space. And to be part of that is just truly, truly such a great honor. I know people say that, but I, I really believe it is because every single thing you guys do in that space is sacred and it comes from such a, such an honorable place in your heart that, and such a a place of real serving that I just even be part of that for a weekend is, man, it's like a dream. So thank you very, very much. Well, that's for sure an honor that goes both ways, Bernadette. We're excited to to get to to host you and, and looking for a, a nice long relationship so you can continue to come back and, and share what else you do as, as things progress. So Woo! that's going to bring us bring us to the end of the show for this round. Bernadette, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us and uh, share all your information and the deck and uh, all the things that you offer. And uh, we appreciate that everyone joined us and uh, participated in listening. Uh, please like, share, comment, reach out in any way that you'd like to. If you'd like to get signed up for the class, you can check out our Facebook page for Discover Your Spiritual Gifts and uh, get your spot reserved. I know I'm going to be reserving mine, and that's my birthday present to myself. So uh, thank you again, Violet and Bernadette. And this is Jason signing off for this episode of BYSG Live. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Rochelle Kemper. I am a Restoration Master Healer. I work through people's energy grid as I see it. Um, I call it grid working. And um, I also work with Mother Gaia and the ley lines of the of the earth. But I also see that and can translate it around somebody's energy body. I got into this through working with another teacher that was showing us to look around a body or an energy body and I realized that I could see colors and so when I pinpointed the color then she made me trace it all the way back she said you have to trace it all the way back to the origin and once I did that I realized that I could see around people in what looks like an excel grid sheet and we get things stuck in that grid sheet or we get formulas that are blown and I help people restore those grids through different energies. It could be dragon energy, archangel energy, colors, flowers, all sorts of, everybody works with something different and I help bring those through to restore your grids. You can find me at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts in historic downtown Littleton. I work at this center on Wednesdays and Thursdays between 10 and 5. I am Colleen Andraste. I am a spirit medium, psychic, and channel for the angelic realm. And I have been intuitive or psychic my entire life. I began my interest in this work as a young child. I saw my mother with my eyes open after she passed two different times. So my beliefs were confirmed and that is what opened the doors for me. How I help clients today is that I'm primarily clairaudient, clairvoyant. I'm also an empath. So I tune into their energy to the vibration of their name and spirit will talk to me about what messages they have for the client. It can range, um, wide ranges actually, but my primary goal is to empower my client and to bring them a sense of well-being and peace and to know that they're always being cared for and they are not doing this alone. They're not walking the earth plane alone. I'm available the third Sunday of the month at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. 
Discover connection, awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. 